Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Of the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, December 8th, Ian Cameron, uh, Alex B. Smith away. He'll be back tomorrow. So it's a guest day once again on the show. We've got two joining us today. We've got Andrew. You can follow him on Twitter at Takuchi Bets and Ryan, who I uh, did uh, a bunch of season team preview videos with Ryan for uh, our good friend Terry Edelman before the uh, season. Happy to have them both with us. Andrew, uh, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are things? Going well, going well. Thanks for having me on. Um, first time on, long-time listener. Uh, very excited to be here. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And Ryan, how about you? Good to see you. Good to have you on the Ice Guys for the first time. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, I, I uh, discovered the Ice Guys early part of last season. So it's been it's been fun to you know, follow you here, and it's been fun to, to be part of the community. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Terry Edelman's been nice enough to have me on his program and to contribute on that as well. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. And look, we thought we were going to have a huge card, but this is a weird week where it's kind of inside out. You know, Wednesday, we had a lot more games than usual. Thursday, we usually have a ton of games. We only have five games. And then we look ahead to tomorrow, uh, Friday with nine games, which you don't see uh, very often. So it's kind of an inside out week in terms of the NHL schedule. But five games, that's it for a Thursday. Very strange to see that. But it's a fascinating card as usual. It was a great night for me last night, seven and two. Uh, overall, uh, you know, very good overall results. The best bet uh, with Buffalo Columbus over the total, mostly thanks to Buffalo. Uh, an incredible performance by Tage Thompson. I mean, we do have to talk about that a little bit. Uh, he was just absolutely spectacular. A hat trick in the first period, five goal performance from him, and uh, leading the Buffalo Sabres to a 9 4 victory. We've said this a countless number of times when we talk about Thompson on this show. He's got just this incredible blend of speed skill strength size hands uh release in terms of how he shoots the puck i mean it's just uh, a complete package right now and it's been an incredible just ascension from good play uh, from decent player to good player to really good player he's borderline superstar if he keeps playing at this level uh, right now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres that's how much he has improved and it's been a like i said it's been a rapid rapid improvement as well uh, for him in terms of uh, goal scoring, in terms of offensive capabilities. And I think some players, it just takes them extra time to really develop and see their skill set for what it is. Maybe working on some things has also brought out the best in Tage Thompson as well. But certainly it's one of those nights you'll always remember. Like if you're a fan of the Sabres, uh, if you, Tage Thompson is one of your favorite players, if you're a you know a family member of Tage Thompson or a friend, uh, you're always going to remember that performance that night because five goals in one game certainly is special. And uh, we are seeing, like I say, uh, special talent get better and better uh, by the day, by the week, by the month, by the season. And that's what we've seen from Tage Thompson. Um, Andrew, uh, any thoughts on that? Just a spectacular night. Yeah, for I think uh, I'll remember this one. I'll remember this one a little bit because uh, I was I played some DFS and three of the guys I was going against last night had Tage. So after the first game was done, uh, my my lineups were all shot. What a what a game! What a performance! And you know what? That Buffalo team, maybe not this year, but 
who knows? They could be a, a, dev, a de, have a devil's like outcome in a couple years where they just have so many guys. They're going to have three or four lines who are playing fast and big. And Tage looks like he's going to be leading that uh, leading that Buffalo charge. Yeah, certainly. And uh, then you factor in you know, some of these other young players that are developing for them, like your Jack Quinn and your JJ Paterka, tight players as well. Uh, for this, D Dylan Cousins is going to keep getting better. Uh, he's been absolutely spectacular as well the last uh, few. Uh, games for the Sabres so it's been a lot of fun to watch and what a fun race it's going to be in terms of the Rocket Richard uh, for this season and it's funny I took a flyer on Tage Thompson at 50 to 1 to be the Rocket Richard trophy winner and uh, we we're in the hunt you know I'm, I, I still have my doubts he's going to do it because there's some pretty damn good players he's battling with now to be the top goal scorer in the NHL Jason Robertson there's no slowing him down uh, he's got 23 goals. He's second in the league. And, of course, Connor McDavid, who has not really been buzzing to win this trophy as much. We think of him more as a you know hybrid playmate. He can score goals, obviously, but he's also been known for setting his teammates up, getting a ton of apples, ton of assists. But he is leading uh, the NHL in goals at 24. Then you have Robertson, 23. And after that five-goal night last night, Tage Thompson now up to 21 goals on the season, third in the league, and a surprising fourth in the league, Bo Horvat. I mean, no one would have saw that coming. Uh, Bo Horvat for the Vancouver Canucks with 20 goals, again, fourth uh, in the NHL. And you've got those four guys ahead of, you know, David Posternock and Dreisaitl and, uh, you know, last year's reigning and defending uh, Rocket Richard Trophy winner Austin Matthews, a little bit of a slow start. He's stuck on 13 goals, 24th. So uh, definitely uh, a little bit of a unique look, I guess you could say, in terms of at the top of that Rocket Richard race. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts on uh, Tage Thompson's performance or anything else from uh, last night? No, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, it's, it's a great showcase for the league being on TNT last night with that game. Uh, you know, on another game, I thought the, the Rangers all of a sudden looked backable. Like they, they look good and they had a great third period performance. And if they can, um, if Shesterkin can get back to his form, they could be a team worth looking at. Uh, no question. Uh, range. It's funny. Rangers couldn't get out of their own way, right? Terrible losing streak. Things aren't going well. Uh, it's a combination of things. I mean, they, the, the, they, the, their puck possession numbers were dreadful. I don't think defensively they were playing as well. The goaltending, of course, from Shesterkin, not quite like it was last year. Uh, but all of a sudden now they put together two pretty decisive wins and the offense is thriving. That's another thing. The offense has been wishy-washy as well with the Rangers during their rough patch. And suddenly they explode. They score six the other night against St. Louis and another big offensive night for them last night as well against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, definitely uh, 11 goals now for them in the last two games, which is good to see that there should be no reason they can't score goals that team with Kreider and Zabanajad, And if Lafreniere is starting to percolate, I cashed a nice plus 375 on him to score a goal. That's now back-to-back -back games with a goal for Lafreniere. We've been calling on this guy to start being more consistent, being more productive, realizing that first overall skill level that he's got. And maybe now this is a chance for him to get on that run and establish himself. Gerard Gallant's going to give him apparently the a long rope here long leash on that top line for the new york rangers moving forward so here's his golden opportunity to start to seize the moment and really realize the kind of potential rangers fans are hoping for him to uh you know realize here in the uh, near future all right let's get to uh thursday's card we've got five games we'll start with nashville and tampa bay uh tampa bay uh minus uh that should be tampa bay minus 180 
uh, home favorites here in this game. The total six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, when you look at this matchup, Tampa Bay off a loss to Detroit. Uh, you know, I know on the show the other day, a lot of us were saying that, uh, you know, we've got uh, a, a Detroit team that might be able to take advantage of a Tampa Bay Lightning squad and a little bit of a flat spot off the big win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was a hell of a hockey game uh, on Saturday night, playing good hockey, but playing a lot of tough teams. Tampa played Toronto. They played Boston, Buffalo, St. Louis, Boston again. You know, pretty rigorous schedule. You kind of drop down. You play a, a lesser team, not a horrible Detroit team. Obviously, Detroit's capable, but a lesser team in terms of, you know, just the quality of opponent. And Tampa Bay kind of played into it a little bit. Wasn't their best game. I know they had the heavy edge in shots, 46-24, but not always uh, you look at shot volume as quality. Sometimes it's quality, not quantity. And I thought Tampa Bay was a lot to the outside. And Billy Huso played a very good game in net for Detroit as well uh, the other night. Nashville, they're starting to really turn things on. I mean, they are 7-2 and two in their last nine games. Rangers, Minnesota, the Islanders, Arizona, Anaheim, uh, New Jersey. Not many teams are beating the Devils these days. Nashville managed to do that with a 4-3 overtime win last week, a week from uh, a week ago tonight. Uh, and then they beat the Islanders as well on a back-to-back 4-1. Weird schedule in that they've nearly had a full week off. They have not played since that game against the Islanders uh, last week. So they're very well rested. Does that mean rust versus rest? I know that whole argument always comes into play, you know, when you're talking about a team that's been off for this long. But I know I'm definitely going to take a small piece here in Nashville. Uh, at plus 160. Normally, I do not like going against a Tampa Bay team when they lose the previous game long term. The, the numbers are pretty good for them uh, in that situation off a loss. But at the same point in time, you've got Nashville playing well. Nashville should, could have beat Tampa Bay earlier this season when they met uh, in Music City. It was a 3-2 overtime win for the Lightning, but Nashville played them pretty close, pretty even. Uh, Brian Elliott, by the way, confirmed in net for the uh, Lightning. He actually has good numbers in terms of the record, 5-1, and one, but 3.62 goals against average, 886 save percentage, which pretty much tells you that a lot of these games that he's won, Tampa Bay has given him a lot of quote-unquote run support uh, to steal a baseball term. Uh, you know, that's been really the main reason why he's won five of his six starts. I think it's an opportunity here for Nashville maybe to take the uh, road win. They have actually a decent uh, track record uh, in Tampa. They've had some wins here uh, in the uh, past uh, in this building, including uh, March of 2021. They went into Tampa. They won 4-1. to one. You know, we've seen some close battles with these two teams. I, I think there's a chance we might see that here. And at this price here with, uh, we presume, UC Soros in that, this could obviously, uh, you know, change a little bit if uh, the goaltending situation is different for Nashville. But you would expect UC Soros to be in net with this team uh, having been off for a week. I'm not as big on Lankinen. Should he get the start for uh, Nashville? But definitely lean into the Nashville side here, plus 160. Totals-wise, you know, when it's Elliott and Ned, I'm always interested in the over, so I'd probably go that route as well. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you think here, Predators? Yeah, Lightning. so um, just in terms of the five games, this one's probably the one I'm least likely to get involved in. I feel like in terms of where my my numbers have these two teams, uh, the one minus 175, plus 160 kind of range is kind of pretty fair. The one thing you mentioned and the one thing I probably might sprinkle a little bit of action on is I am a little bit concerned of the six days rest. They were coming off two road games as well. So, you know, this might be kind of a long little mini vacation the guys had in Florida. Their legs might be a little bit slow getting out of the first period. So I'm just trying to figure out if we get Soros, I'll probably might look at a first period under. 
um, as long as it's not too juiced to the to the minus sign at one and a half. Um, other than that, the Predators are kind of they're a team I was looking to fade a little bit. I was thinking maybe Saros was uh, was past his prime, but in, like you said, over the last nine games, they made me they made me eat my words a little bit. They've been winning a lot of hockey games. They've been actually carrying play at five on five a little bit better than they did in the regular season. So. With the Lightning, you know they're going to be there in the spring, but I, I'm not really a fan of backing them until about February at this point. They've uh, You never know what they're going to get. Obviously, their big guns are always going to be a problem, but down the lineup a little bit further, they're just not the same team they've been in the past. So probably a stay away, maybe a first period under. All right, lean first period under, but other than that, it's a pass for Andrew with this one. How about you, Ryan? Nashville-Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, so I watched the Detroit-Tampa uh, Bay game earlier this week, and I thought that um, – you know, one, Vasilevsky played really well, and, and he kept them in that game. You know, it was one nothing going into the third period, and then it got a little wild, and they they, they traded empty net goals and, and shorthanded, you know, at, um, you know, with the man advantage goals at the end. But it was sort of a tight and cagey game. Um, you know, I, I typically like to back Tampa Bay. I think they're a good team, and especially on the strength of Vasilevsky and the way he's playing. But I get pause here with with Elliott in goal. Um, and I look at his history just as you have, and I see that he gives up a lot of gold. So I like the Nashville team total here. But I'm going to be looking for spots to bet Tampa Bay, um, you know, as soon as, you know, probably in the, in the next game with Vasilevsky. Um, and I also like some props with Tampa Bay. So I'm, I'm going to bet the Nashville on one side and some props with Tampa Bay. I like Corey Perry assist at plus 200. He's now skating with a top power play unit, and he's had at least one assist in three straight. Uh, I thought Nicholas Paul had a good game, and I look for him to score at plus 275. And uh, a guy I can't find in my books, Anthony Sorelli, uh, he's only been back for two games now, but he looks like he's ready to score. So, um, you know, if you've got a if you've got a um, a prop in your book that you know it's probably gonna be north of 400, he may be a good look in this game. You know what's funny about Sorelli is he had eight shots on goal against uh, Detroit uh, the other night, so he was doing everything but. Uh, put the uh, puck in the net for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, his two-way game is excellent, but you can get as high as plus 350 right now. Caesars Sportsbook uh, in particular has that price on uh, Sorelli to score. And after a game with eight shots on goal, there's a probably a decent chance here where uh, he can find the uh, back of the net. This feels like a game two or what I might do with Nashville instead of play the money line entirely. Do what I've done a bunch of times with the bigger dogs in particular. I did this with Montreal against Vancouver the other night, and it saved me a one and one instead of an zero and uh, an zero and two or zero and one, I should say. Uh, and that's the team total over and the money line split it up when it's the big dogs. So take a little Nashville over two and a half team total around minus one thirty five, and also of course the money line, which is right now at plus one sixty, because you could get a four three Tampa where. Tampa wins, but if you bet the team totally, at least split instead of lose everything. So that's the advantage of uh, doing that in terms of the uh, split bet with the team total over uh, and the money line in that spot. I like the Nick Paul look from Ryan. Um, Nick Paul's someone that I think is usually undervalued in terms of the goal score uh, prop market. As far as uh, Nashville uh, is concerned, uh, you look at uh, what they have been able to do offensively. They've been spreading it out a little bit more. Uh, but Michael Granlin's certainly been one that's uh, picked things up lately for the Predators since he's moved to the top line with Parson and, and Duchesne. Forsberg with Sissons and Tanner Janot, uh forming the uh, second line for the uh, Predators right now. I think Sissons might be worth a look. Moved up to the second line, getting more ice time the last few games, and two goals for him in the last three games. 
for the Nashville Predators. So keep your eye maybe on Colton Sissons for being an undervalued player prop option in this game tonight. All right, we move to the LA Kings and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got Toronto minus 170, home favorites, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. It was probably one of the better games we've seen in quite some time from the LA Kings against Ottawa, five to two. I mean, they just sprinted out of the gate. Uh, against the Senators in that game. They were up big early in the first period, uh, and they never really looked back from that point on. Jumped on Cam Talbot, jumped on the Ottawa Senators, who, again, shaky in their own end has been their issue all season long. And I guess for the LA Kings, we've talked lately about how they've been shaky uh, in their own zone. They've been at problems defensively, and they uh, finally did a little bit of a better job holding the uh, Senators to two goals in that game. And it was a very impressive performance in net from Phoenix Copley, who has basically been a journeyman goaltender. You know, he's bounced around from the St. Louis and the Washington uh, organizations in the past. Now he's here with the LA Kings. And the fact that we don't do not have from Todd McClellan uh, a confirmation of who's playing in net tonight for the Kings tells me that maybe they're thinking of giving Copley another shot here, another look. Now, I'm not saying that's for sure going to be the case. We could see Jonathan Quick, no question. But I think there's a potential at least that Phoenix Copley is back in between the pipes tonight for the uh, LA Kings. So uh, keep your eye on that. As far as this spot goes for Toronto, you're coming back home. You're coming back home off a very impressive shutout win against Dallas and a pretty decent little two-game uh, road trip that you had because you took three out of four points. You easily could have beat Tampa Bay, ended up losing that game in overtime. I thought the Leafs played well enough to win that game, uh, although, of course, Tampa gets it in overtime. Uh, so it's not exactly a bet, big bet on spot, nor are you loving the price at minus 170, but huge boost to Toronto in that TJ Brody, one of their multiple starting defensemen that has been out for a long period of time, will return from injury tonight for the Leafs. So that's significant, although they've done really a remarkable job winning the amount of games they've won uh, in spite of missing three key starting defensemen. You have to salute Giordano and Justin Hall on the top pair. They've had to take on more minutes, more responsibility, and they've done well with it. Same with Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Liljegren. I mean, I'm telling you what, Rasmus Sandin, I don't think, has played better as a NHL defenseman than he's played the last, I would say, week or two. He's been terrific. You talk about picking it up. You talk about stepping your game up in, a, in an hour of need for your hockey team. Uh, he has done that for sure for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on the back end with all of those injuries. But now you get Brody back. You think, hey, they're even better defensively. But I've seen how this works sometimes. You bring in someone back the first game. You know, they're not really in rhythm yet. And maybe it shakes things up because all of a sudden there's been a comfort level with, you know, Giordano Hall, Sandine, Lilligren. Now all of a sudden you've got to bring uh, Brody back into the mix. I think they're going to actually ease him in. It looks like third pair tonight with Connor Timmons for the uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So I think they're going to try to be cautious with his minutes, pace him back gradually, build him up, build his strength up as time goes on. So it's a dubious spot. You know, I, I kind of think if you want to take a shot with the Kings, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like the way Toronto's going. Toronto is playing with revenge motive too. They did lose in LA earlier in the season. And that remember that dreadful, California road trip way back in October for Toronto and they were calling for Sheldon Keefe's head, you know, at the this end of that long road time trip. Ago now. Doesn't it feel like a, a full season has transpired really since that time? That's how long ago it felt, but Toronto's playing really well. I'm not anxious to step in front of them. So I lean Kings, but I'm not going to touch it. 
I am going to look at the over now that it's dropped to six in this game. We've been riding these Kings games over the total. We talked about how their defensive play has struggled a bit lately. They've gone over the total now six of their last seven games. Prior to the Ottawa win, they gave up four to Carolina, three to Arizona. The nine goals they gave up to Seattle on that epic bet cast that we had uh, last week in that 9-8 game. Uh, they give up five to the Rangers. I mean, they've had problems keeping the puck out of the net. And I think Toronto, for as well as they've been defensively, with the injuries, and they've trended under. They're actually one of the stronger under teams, believe it or not, in the NHL this season. I think back home, little sloppiness could develop, trying to integrate Brody back onto the defense. Maybe we see the defensive pairs out of whack. We just see, you know, a little from being on the road, a couple of big-time intense games against Dallas and Tampa. You see this team, maybe their puck management, which has been good, maybe not so good tonight. Uh, against uh, L.A. and Samsonov in net for the uh, Leafs. And nothing wrong with the way Samsonov's played, but he's not quite been what we've seen lately from Matt Murray. Uh, so it'll be Samsonov in net. I think we've got the chance to get up and over the total here between the Kings and the Leafs. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you on uh, this one. What do you think, L.A., Toronto? Um, yeah, I'm seeing many of the same things you're seeing. And in the end, I'm staying off both the side and the total on this one. It's just, a um, you know, two extremes. The the Kings are this real high event team and the Maple Leafs uh, are the number one team in lowest uh, game totals. So they're, they're the lowest, um, you know, in terms of t goals for and against, they're the lowest in the league. Uh, and you can make a case for the Kings here. They played really well against Ottawa. Uh, like, you know, they one of the um, rare uh, regulation losses recently for the Leafs was against the Kings back in October. So you have to go back that far to, to see when, you know, the, the Leafs have lost um, in regulation. So in the end, I'm staying off. However, um, I'm going to get involved in some props. And the Kings have the hottest uh, power play in the league right now. And I want to get on uh, some props on their power play. So um, Arvidsson had two goals the other night, and I want to get on his prop which is uh, 275, I believe. Um, and I'm also uh, Trevor Moore at plus 275 as well. And that's that's my only involvement in this game. Yeah, Victor Arvidsson, they've been waiting on this guy. Of course, someone they got a couple of years ago from Nashville, you know, to be that, uh, you know, consistent offensive weapon uh, in the top six. And, you know, he's kind of had a, a rough start to the year. He's now, But now he's up to seven goals thanks to the two goals he scored against Ottawa in the 5-2 victory. And sometimes that's all it takes. You just have that one game where suddenly, you know, you get the goal, so the red light comes on, uh, you find the back of the net, and it just does wonders for your confidence. Look at Lafreniere, perfect comparison. You know, he hadn't scored in forever. He scores against St. Louis. He scores again last night against Vegas. Look at Kasperi Kapanen. That guy couldn't put a puck in the ocean. You know, you could, you could, you could put the puck on a stick, give him an empty net, take the goalie out two feet from the net, he'd miss the net. That's how bad it was for Kasperi Kapanen in Pittsburgh earlier this year. And now that guy is on fire the last few games since that one goal went in and then all of a sudden the floodgates open. That's what can happen for a very talented, skilled player. When the puck's not going in, it's they can't buy one, they can't buy a goal, and then all of a sudden they get one to go in and then there's a bushel full that follow right after. So that could be the case with Arvidsson here. Um, what do you think here, Andrew Kings-Leafs? Um First and foremost, the play, um, probably one of the players I'm most excited about on the whole board is Arthur Kaliev, anytime goal story at four to one. He's skating on the first line right now. I like it. Um, Samsonov in net, obviously, he's been solid. I'm actually a big fan of Samsonov. Murray's kind of been the guy I was a little bit concerned about as a Leafs fan, but he's really surprised me since coming back to injuries. But 
that being said, I think I'm like you. I think we see some goals in this game. I think that with Brody coming back, I think the actual the the loss that they've had on the back end has kind of made the big boys a little bit more responsible in their own zone. They've kind of felt like they've had to really pull the weight for the rest of the team. I think we see that ending a little bit going forward. They want to start getting their goals so they can get their contracts. They can get the, they want to be the you know back checking is what you need to do in the playoffs, but scoring the goals is what gets you the big lights. So. I think we maybe see a 5-4 type of game, you know, that type of style. I know the Leafs haven't played that type of style of hockey yet this year, but that's kind of what they want to do a lot of the time. I feel like Keith might let the let the reins off a little bit, let the boys go play. And on the other side of that, I'd like Kaliev to be a little bit of a benefactor. He plays with Kopitar. Those guys are going to get big minutes all game. And I, I didn't check right now. I was about to go check where he's playing on the power play unit. I'm not sure if he's on the number one unit on the power play, but at four to one, I don't think he needs to be in my estimation. This is a decent, decent look to give him a little second uh, unit, a little second long unit shot. Power play. Yeah, second yes. unit. So at four to one, you can sprinkle. I'm not going to go a whole full unit. Probably just a half play for me. But if it comes out, you win two, and that's always nice. And then in terms of the total, I'll, I'll do the. Uh, I call this one like you guys said, the push, puck guy special, and wait till if we see an underscoring first period to try to get an over five and a half. So I don't have to pay. Don't have to have a push on my card towards the end of the night. Yeah, that's an Alex B. Smith special right there. Yes, uh, wait for the live bet uh, right there with the uh, over. Although he recommended doing that with Buffalo Columbus last night. I hope he didn't wait too long because it didn't take long for the floodgates to open in that game uh, last night. Uh, but in theory, that's going to work more often than not. You know, you're usually going to get at least those two, three minutes of scoreless hockey in the first period right at the start. And then all of a sudden, boom, you'll get a six and a half down to five and a half with the live total. Uh, and that's definitely when you can pounce and uh, take advantage of that. Now, Kaliev is as high as plus 375 uh, to score a goal in this game. So actually plus 425 if you go to uh, DraftKings for yeah, his goal prop. I saw it at plus 420 at uh, DraftKings earlier. I guess it maybe went up a little bit, which is wild. That's insane. But... You know I like that. I mentioned it uh, early, the last time the Kings played, that Kaliev's up on the top line. He's, it's worth a look. You know, playing with uh, good players, of course, Kopitar and Fiala. I mean, this is a good prop game for the Kings because Kaliev's live. You know, Fiala's starting to heat up. Arvidsson with two goals is a good price in that 300 range. Uh, you could go in a bunch of different directions here for the uh, L.A. Kings tonight. Velarde now is the forgotten man. Velarde just, you know, he's well-priced. That's the problem. Like, Velarde's not being priced at the bargain that he was early in the season when I was getting plus 350, plus 400. Now they're pricing him like uh, the better goal scorer that he is, although he's cooled off a little bit for the uh, Kings in recent games. For the Leafs, what I would do is Marner props of some kind. I would do what and what I've done lately with Marner is the goal prop, especially at home. He's been scoring a lot at home and also obviously getting the point props as well. So you could do same game parlay here and just do a Marner uh, prop here. Or you could get him to score a goal. And you could also take the points prop on uh, Mitch Marner here over one and a half to score a goal and to get two points for Marner is plus 320 uh, in this game. So uh, the, definitely a little SGP. On the uh, another kind of longer, longer shot on the Marner one with the point streak is if uh, if you're going to play him for a goal, I don't mind a really small sprinkle on last goal score too. If they're leading, he's going to be on the ice at the end of the game. He doesn't have a point at that point. That's a 12 to one shot. Obviously we're gambling a little bit on there. I don't I wouldn't advise putting much money on it, but a little bit, a little bit of a saver, saver hole, lot, empty net goal for him. They're going to be looking to get him the puck if he doesn't got those points at towards the end of the game. And if it gets to overtime, he's absolutely dynamite on three on three, anyways. So we're, we're maybe in my estimation, we're sprinkling on those are the two plays I got in this game. Some long shots. Hope, 
some hope, uh, some lottery tickets, so to speak. Yeah, 20 game now, consecutive game point streak for Mitch Marner of the uh, Leafs, looking to make it 21 tonight. And then there were people I remember saying to me, well, now he's got the record. You know, they're maybe, no, they want this streak to go as long as possible, saying maybe they're not going to try to force feed the puck to Marner as often after he got the record. No, they want the streak to continue as long as possible. He's chasing Wayne Gretzky now, number yeah, 90. Exactly. No, he's to not going to get 51. <laughs> can you imagine that? Wayne Gretzky got 51 consecutive games with a point during his career, and that's the all-time record. Uh, I, I'm pretty safe to um, in assuming Mitch is not going to get that far. Uh, in terms of catching uh, number 99, Wayne Gretzky, in the 51-game uh, consecutive game point streak. But he's at 20. He's actually almost halfway there. You know, once he gets to uh, 26, he'll be halfway uh, to catching Wayne Gretzky. But, you know, that is – it's hard to believe anyone's going to top that mark uh, from uh, Wayne Gretzky in terms of consecutive games with at least a point. But Mitch Marner, an impressive run. This is the best hockey of his career. We'll see if he can extend the point streak tonight. Uh, to 21 games for the uh, Leafs. I keep saying Nick Robertson also, too, is going to score one of these games as long as he remains on the second line playing with Mitch Marner, and it looks like he'll be there again tonight. So the Nick Robertson at around plus 425 to score a goal might be worth a look here for the Leafs as well. Uh, Detroit and Florida next up. We've got Florida minus 210, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. The uh, Panthers just very lackluster hockey. You know, they're now below 500. Uh, on the season, they're 12 and 14, 14 losses. Some of them, of course, have been overtime shootout losses. They've gotten a point in some of them, but overall losses, regular regulation or not, they're 12 and 14 uh, on the season. So it's been very disappointing from the uh, Panthers. They're back home after a 5-2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets to end uh, their recent road trip, which wasn't the best. They only went two and three wins against Vancouver and Seattle, but they started with back-to-back -back losses in Alberta. And then they had the 5-2 loss against uh, Winnipeg. Now they play a Detroit Red Wings team that they've won two in a row, beating Columbus. And then the big upset the other night against uh, Tampa Bay uh, by a score of 4-2. We'll see if they can make it a third straight victory tonight. Uh, they do catch the scheduling advantage, I would say, uh, in this game, the uh, Detroit Red Wings. They got Florida returning home off a road trip. Detroit's been in Florida now a couple of days. You know, they were in Tampa Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, and now here they are making the trip south to the uh, suburbs of Miami, uh, Sunrise, Florida, for this game against the uh, Panthers. So it's definitely schedule travel situational-wise advantage Detroit. Tempted again by the Red Wings, I got to admit. You know, I, I took them the other night against Tampa Bay. Uh, Florida is just not playing their best hockey right now. They miss Barkov dearly, and I mean that dearly. They miss that guy uh, because their defensive play has been rough without him. Uh, he's been battling this illness. It does look like he is expected to return, according to our own George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. And by the way, go to nationalhockeynow.com. Check out all the great news and articles and information that's posted there by all the great beat writers uh, of all these teams, including the Florida team, Florida Hockey Now. There's Boston Hockey Now, which our own Jimmy Murphy uh, is part of. Uh, great information there at nationalhockeynow.com. And Alexander Barkov, it does look like he's going to return from this six-game uh, absence with this pneumonia-type illness that he's been battling through. So this is significant for Florida because you look at the games without him. Uh, obviously, they've had the losing record, two and four, uh, without him uh, in the uh, lineup, which is uh, unfortunate uh, in the six games. And you look at the defensive play. Everyone knows Barkov can score, and he's a good offensive player, but he's even more valuable, I think, defensively. The games without him, they've given up five, three, six, 
five. Uh, they did give up just one against uh, Seattle and Vancouver, better in those games, but then right back to struggling, give up five goals against Winnipeg uh, the other night. So, you know, you're right, occupancy in our chat hinting at it. They're in a dicey spot, Florida. Nothing's guaranteed. They go from winning the President's Trophy last year. Right now they're on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. So they need to try to turn it around. I'm not ready to trust them as minus 210 favorites here at home, off a road trip. The Detroit team playing with a little bit of confidence right now, and especially if they go with Billy Huso in net for the uh, Red Wings, who's got a solid 11-4-3 record, 2.54 goals against, 9.16 save percentage this year. Definitely a potential live dog, in my opinion. So lean in Detroit, plus 180. I'm just waiting to see who's in net for both sides. Huso and Knight are the projected starting goalies right now, but I want to wait on that. The fact that we've gone this long and neither team has confirmed their goalie Tells me that there's a lot that's still up in the air uh, in terms of who's going to be in that, but definitely lean Detroit right now at the plus 180 price. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Red Wings, Panthers. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with going with Detroit here. Uh, I keep on thinking we're kind of getting a little bit of discount on the Panthers, and I'm, I think in the long run I'm going to be looking to buy in on them if that does come. But right now they're still being priced as one of the league's best team, and they're just not performing that way. Like you mentioned, since Barkov has been out at 5-on-5, five five, they're – only creating 47% of expected goals. I know that's a small sample size over six games, but that's the numbers of a, a bubble hockey team, not a top type of hockey team that's going to be competing for the Stanley Cup like they're priced at in my estimation right now in this game especially. I think the Red Wings, they've kind of been proving themselves. They've been very consistently tilting the ice in their advantage over the past little bit. So like you said, if Yuso's in net, I'm going to be on the wings in some way. Um if he's not in net, especially if Bobrovsky is in net for the Panthers, he, he's my, he was my fantasy goalie for a while. I know he's just – he's not playing well. I'm not even really sure why he's, they keep trotting him out there more than Knight. I guess they're trying to keep Knight fresh. He's a young guy. But once the goalies get uh, get locked in, I'll be on the Red Wings if we get Uso in net for the Red Wings with the big plus sign. Uh, always nice to get that type of plus sign and watch a team uh, – you know, be a 50-50 pick in my game, the Red Wings and the Panthers. Even with Barkov, if it's a lung issue, you got to worry about kind of his his legs, his ability to kind of get up and down the ice. So I think Red Wings are nothing for me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, when you're dealing with any illness, doesn't matter whether it's flu, you know, whether it was COVID, of course, when the pandemic was around, it knocks you out, knocks, takes a lot out of you. You know, it really does. It knocks you around, takes a lot out of you. What will we see from Barkov? First game back tonight going to be interesting to us see. Good, good. This is a good observational game to see how Barkov is looking early in the game coming off the uh, illness. But uh, yeah, right now Florida's not in the form that I like as a minus two ten favorite. That is for sure. I kind of agree with someone in the chat saying if it's Nadelkovich versus Bobrovsky, you know, if they throw a curveball at us, both of these teams, and they go with uh, Nadelkovich versus Bobrovsky in net for this matchup instead of Huso and Knight. Yeah, that makes the over very live, in my opinion, because both of those guys have had underwhelming seasons. And it is worth noting, Florida, each of their last five home games has gone over the total, uh, entering this one, 5-0 and to the over, their last five home games. And also, the um, series history, you look at the last three meetings, there's been totals of seven with these two teams, and we've hit, I think, six-plus goals in three straight head-to-head -head games between Florida and Detroit. Yeah, 6-2, 6-1, 5-2. Uh, the last three head-to-head -head meetings. So over probably is the lean for me as far as the total goes. But like it more if we get Bobrovsky in net, Nadalkovich in net, or certainly both if they are in net. That makes the over more appealing. I agree. Uh, what do you think here, Ryan, Detroit and Florida? 
Earlier this week, there was this narrative of Bruce Cassidy going back to Boston and, and his return and homecoming, and there was a, a win-win for the Gipper moment. Well, there's a similar narrative here because Paul Maurice went to, to Winnipeg uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, that, that homecoming didn't go so well, uh, but I think there could be a flat spot here for Florida. And I agree with, with both of you that, that the Red Wings are worth a look here. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a nice price. And uh, the Red Wings have won the first two games of this road swing. Um, they, they're pesky, you know, they're, they're not a really, um, you know, uh, they're not the kind of off dynamic offensive team, but they give teams fits and they could give this Florida team some trouble. And, and I like the, uh, the look on them, um, to, to win this game. Um, I'm not going heavy on props here. Um, but I do like, um, Ernie for, for Detroit. Like if you're going to bet that plus 500, now's as good a time as any, because he had a good look the other night. Uh, also Kubalik. Uh, he he looked like real close to scoring a goal, so they could be worth um, some props. Uh, I think we get Bobrovsky here. Uh, Spencer Knight got pulled in that game, so you know typically, you know if you get pulled, you you, you sit the next game, but you, you never know. But I think we do get Bobrovsky here, and he's kind of had some rough starts recently, so that that lends itself to a, a Red Wings win here. And another and one last thing is that um, in Tampa Bay there was a lot of Red Wings fans and they were making a lot of noise. And for, you know, I guess there's just a lot of transplants or, or tourists or whatever, but there's going to be Red Wings fans at this game. I'm pretty sure. And they're going to make noise. Yeah. There's no and, question about that. Yeah. And, and on a similar vein, I like a Red Wings prop as well. I like David Perrault over two and a half shots on goal. Um, he's playing on the first line since Tyler Bertuzzi got hurt. And more importantly to me anyways, on the power play, he's playing that left deep spot. So he's getting lots of opportunities to shoot the one-timer. So I think he's uh, it's at two and a half. I think it's minus 125 is as low as I can find it. Minus 123 on Bet Rivers if you have that book. So I like that look. I think uh, if you want to put it in the parlay or if you want to play it by yourself, I'm not usually typically a big shots on goal guy, but I do think the, Pan the way the Panthers are letting teams carry play, I think I was looking at the Red Wings side a couple spots, and this is the one I like the most, so. Uh, keep your eye, too, on this young kid. He's very talented. He's being eased into the Detroit Red Wings lineup, but he scored in the last game. He's scored a couple now since he's been called up. Jonathan Bergren for the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings, uh, someone that uh, is uh, taken – people have taken notice here uh, of what he's done so far offensively for the uh, Red Wings. He scored against Tampa Bay uh, in the 4-2 win. He's now got points in three of the last four games. He's got goals in two of the last four games, three goals overall. Uh, since being called up to the Red Wings. It's a pretty good skill set there with Jonathan Bergren of the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings. So it's definitely uh, someone you may want to sprinkle a couple of bucks on tonight as far as the player prop market. Andrew Kopp is rolling. Five points in the last four games for him. Point prop for him makes sense. Philip Ronick, he, he's been unbelievable, this guy on the blue line, in terms of producing points. I mean, since November 19th, it's a span of uh, eight games, this guy has 6, 8, 10, 12 points uh, in the last eight games for the Detroit Red Wings. It's been crazy to see that. So you could build actually a nice little SGP in this game of point props, you know, involving especially some of these Red Wing players and what they've been able to do. So, uh, you know, Beargren's there. You can get Philip Ronick, of course, who's been uh, producing. If you can find him, he usually is posted. So, you know, Cop is worth a look in terms of points right now. Uh, definitely you can nice get a nice little uh, prop 
uh, parlay going here with the uh, Detroit Red Wings in this one because there's a couple guys that are just uh, getting the points uh, and producing at a high level right now. All right, next up, we've got Winnipeg and St. Louis. Uh, we've got the uh, Jets, minus 120, a road favorite, six the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, the Jets, uh, it was a great, great situation. Uh, I was just hoping the team would play like I thought they would, and that's a strong start, something that Rick Bonus said we didn't have against Columbus and Anaheim. The two home games over the weekend, they were dreadful uh, in the first period of both games. And that's when he had that statement after the game. Even though they came back and they beat Anaheim, he said after the game, I'm not here to babysit. These are professionals paid to show up to be ready to go to work. And they weren't in those two games. And it was a much better first period against Florida the other night. No question. I mean, they outplayed the Panthers. It was actually flattering that Florida was only down two to one after that first period. And so that was a nice best bet winner for me on the show with Jets first period the other night against the uh, Panthers. They had that strong start and really it carried over through the whole game. They got the 5-2 uh, victory over the uh, Florida Panthers and Paul Maurice's return to Winnipeg against his old team. I mean, they're playing great. Five and one the last six games, the Jets. The Rick Bonus experiment's working. You know, whatever little tumultuous problems there were in the dressing room, he's clearly extinguished those a lot more harmony. There's a lot more positive vibes, camaraderie with this group. It's really a, a been good to see. And certainly if you're a Jets fan, you're liking what you've seen. I could only lean to Winnipeg here, but I'm going to stay off Winnipeg. They're going on the road because these spots where a team that's struggling finally wins a game, I don't normally like going against them. I usually like to either bet on them or pass the game. And we might see that with St. Louis. You're going through just a brutal run, you know, not playing well at all. Uh, they were one and six in seven games prior to, you know, snapping that ugly skid with that 7-4 win against the Islanders. Very impressive fashion. I mean, to score seven goals against the Islanders and Sorokin in particular, who's been very good in net this year. It's an impressive win for St. Louis. Maybe it's the kind of win that bumps them out of their doldrums and they roar back tonight with another strong performance. Usually these are the kind of spots I like to bet on a team, struggling team. They snap the skid and I usually like to bet on them the next game. It worked with the Rangers last night because they were struggling. They beat St. Louis and they turned one win into two wins, beating the Vegas Golden Knights uh, last night. So that, that's the only reason I'm staying off Winnipeg because I do think they're the better team right now. But I, the St. Louis situation where they got a win, I worry that maybe they parlay it into a second straight win and, perform, and performance. They get a little positive bump, positive vibe from that win against the Islanders. So I'm off the side. I lean Winnipeg, but not going to bet it. I am going to look over, though, because, again, the, until proven otherwise, it's over, 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 over with the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, either they're scoring a bunch of goals or they're giving up a bunch of goals. And to be quite honest with you, I need to see them play good defensively twice in a row before I'm ready to trust them. And let's be honest, even in the win against the Islanders, they still fell asleep with the lead and they still gave up four goals. Uh, in that game. So uh, I would still look over the total here. It's been a, a seven and one overrun for the Blues in their last eight games. Even the Jets have trended over lately. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are now uh, six and two to the over in their last eight games uh, entering this matchup tonight. So that's more, the better look for me uh, over six here Jets and Blues. Uh, Ryan, what do you think here? Winnipeg, St. Louis. Yeah, I've already I've made a bet on, on the Jets here. Uh, I felt there was too much. Uh, in the favor of the Jets here, they're they're playing well. Uh, I did see, you know, that you know the, the 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 Blues are streaky and they may be streaking in in the, in the right direction for them. But um, they the Jets have won four straight head to head in this, and they've won three straight in St. Louis. 
Um, you know, plus they're playing well. They're, they've won five of their last six, and they've also uh, been winning on the road as well. So uh, to me, this this um, this all adds up to a Jets win. I see that the grace is in that for the Blues, and for whatever reason, the, the Blues win with him in net, although he doesn't have great performances. Um, I think there's going to be regression with that. Um, so the, the other thing, too, is um, I was looking for Riddick to be announced. Um, and he's not, so that means he'll he'll be playing tomorrow. Uh, I was going to jump all over and over with Riddick in that year, but uh, clearly that's not going to be the case. But I agree that there's going to be goals, so I'm going to be looking for the live over five and a half on this, uh, and going to look at tomorrow um, probably for an over as well with Riddick in that. Um, the other thing too is um, this this Jets power play is, is really dialed in. So I'm looking at a Josh Morrissey goal at plus 400. I don't play very many defensemen um, props, but uh, I think he could get a good look and also like him to get two points at plus 250. Yeah, Josh Morrissey, it's been a, a great season for him. You talk about someone that's benefited from the, the new perspective from Rick Bonus, the head coach. It's been Josh Morrissey. He's been uh, remarkable here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I find he's getting more confidence offensively. I mean, he's jumping into the play. He's shooting the puck a lot more, and he is uh, definitely capitalizing on it for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. He's been a difference maker for them. He had a stretch there where he had four goals in five games, kind of cooled off since then, but not the point production. Uh, he's got seven points in the last five games here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So if you're going to build like a point prop SGP deal with this game, you've got to put Morrissey in there right now with what we've seen for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, in recent games. You know, Kyle Connor, it goes without saying, has been excellent. Uh, no question about that for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, after a slow start, that's a thing of the past. Uh, he had two goals and an assist against Florida. He's got a whopping six, eight, nine points in the last five games, Kyle Connor. So uh, it, the floodgates have opened for him, as we kind of thought uh, would happen. Uh, Mark Shifley, of course, has a very good game against the uh, Panthers as well. Two goals. He scored a whopping uh, six goals uh, in the last uh, four, five games here for the um, Winnipeg Jets. Actually, five goals in the last five games. Six point, seven points, rather in the last five games for Mark Shifley. So it's so another game where you could really build a nice little SGP point parlay, player uh, point parlay here, and really try to capitalize on that because there's a lot of people streaking in the point production department right now, especially for the uh, Jets. Uh, what do you think? And now, and, and playing a team, of course, that has been giving up goals in bunches, again, even in the victory that snapped the skid against the Islanders, the Blues still gave up four goals in that game. And that tells you what Thomas Grice's season has been like, guys. He's had a rough season. He had a rough year last year. He gives up four goals in a motivational spot against his former team, the Islanders, and that's a step in the right direction, apparently, uh, for uh, Thomas Grice. Uh, and he still gave up four goals in that game. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Winnipeg, St. Louis. Um, I'm uh, I'm in the similar boat. I already played the Jets money line. I've already played the over. These are, this is a game I like a lot tonight. Honestly, I was hoping we might get Bennington in that. The guy is kind of not in his right mind right now. I think that might not change until Berube leaves the door. Playing Grice in this back-to-back -back situation kind of tells you everything we need to know about what Berube thinks about Bennington. And he's not really a guy who handles that type of pressure that well. So um, I like the Jets. I think they're rolling right now. I think that win against the Panthers, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, is a type of galvanizing thing that they continue to kind of rally around the new boss. And Hellebuck is kind of... Flying under the radar a little bit, Sor Sorokin and the Islanders and uh, 
he's getting a lot of love and there's other goalies who are getting a lot of Vesna hype, but Hellebuck and the Jets, I feel like they're kind of stuck in between the Edmonton and Toronto geographically. And because of that, the media is not really giving them much attention and they're a good hockey team. They're second in their division. They're going to be a playoff team. It looks like so. I wouldn't mind Hello Buck if you're a futures guy looking at the price on that for the Vesna long term. Yeah, definitely. Hello Buck been very good. Um, I'm always worried about Hello Buck and when he's starting with the game going over the total. But you know he's had some a lot of starts where the game has still gone over the total because he usually gives up sometimes a couple. But Winnipeg's uh, gotten their offense going a lot of late. There's no question about that. You look at the Jets, what they're doing offensively right now. The last uh, six games, five, seven, five. They got shut down by Columbus of all teams, but total flat spot. Bonus alluded to that after that game. And then five goals for them in back-to-back games, the last two against Anaheim and Florida. So, no, the Jets have got it rolling offensively. And when you have Connor, Shifley, Dubois, uh, you know, they're all going at once. They're going to be able to score. And that's what happens when you have your top players all feeling it at the same time. All right, Ottawa and Dallas, final game of this card. Uh, Dallas minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. The uh, Dallas Stars, they've leveled off Dallas. There's no question since the uh, red hot start. It's been a little bit more up and down for the Stars in recent games. Back-to-back losses for them on home ice against Minnesota and Toronto. The Toronto game, they had chances, lots of shots. 44 in particular. And if you look at expected goals charts from that game, you know they had a ton of high danger and quality chances, but it was just one of those nights where Matt Murray was just locked in. It looked like Stanley Cup champion version of Matt Murray from the Pittsburgh Penguins days uh, a few years ago. That's how good he was in that game. Dallas could have probably scored uh, three or four goals at least, but unfortunately, uh, Matt Murray shut the door for them. They end up losing 4 nothing. Uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now they face the Ottawa Senators, who, as we know, a defensive juggernaut and a defensive stalwart, they are not. And they showed that against the uh, LA Kings the last game, losing 5-2. to two. Uh, Honestly, their their goals against has gotten better. They were down in the 30s, high 20s in terms of their ranking. They've improved a little bit the last 10 games or so, but they're still 20th uh, in the NHL in terms of goals allowed per game, uh, which isn't great at 3.3. And the Dallas Stars are even with being shut out by Toronto, top three uh, offensive team uh, going into this game. You know what I like here in this game more than anything else is probably maybe a Dallas team total over. You know, you get shut out against Toronto, but a lot of it was you just were snake bit. The goaltender, Murray, was outstanding. Uh, He had to make like a lot of ridiculous saves, like high quality 10 bell saves. It's not like those 44 shots. Sometimes when a team has 44 shots, a lot of them are from the outside. Not all of them are very high quality. I thought Dallas had a lot of quality in those 44 shots the other night uh, against Toronto. And this kind of feels like one of those games where the floodgates open for the Dallas Stars after, you know, they got absolutely shut down and robbed, essentially, uh, by the Toronto Maple Leafs and Matt Murray the other night. And, and I like these spots where you get shut out one night, but the chances were there. A lot of times the floodgates open the next game. The goals that should have went in the last game, they go in for you this game. And you might see that here uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight in this one. We don't have a goalie confirmed yet for Ottawa. We know it'll be Jake Ottinger again for the uh, Dallas Stars. uh, And it'll be either Talbot or Forsberg for the Ottawa Senators. Talbot got uh, pulled in the uh, L.A. game. So it'll be interesting to see what D.J. Smith decides to do here tonight. Does uh, uh, Does he give Talbot another shot to redeem himself? Uh, or does he go to Anton Forsberg? 
either way, neither one's in the greatest of form right now. So definitely got my eye looking at the uh, Dallas team total here. I'd lean full game over as well because this could be, like I say, I think Dallas will do most of the scoring, but I do lean full game over. I think I might hone in more, though, on the Dallas team total in this game uh, over the uh, three and a half here in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Ryan? We'll go to you first, uh, Ottawa and Dallas. Yeah, so I think the the Senators are kind of in trouble. They um, they got some momentum, but now they're they're struggling. They looked there was nothing in that game against the Kings that that would want me to put money on this team. Um, they you know they're um, they had you know Phoenix Copley in that um, you know they should be able they should be able to, to mount a comeback or at least mount some get some momentum against that team. And I just think they're unbackable here. And uh, on the other the other side of the coin, I think it's a good spot to bet on Dallas. As you mentioned, they've, they've uh, leveled off a bit. They're not scoring quite as much as they have, but um, I think they, I think they win this game and uh, Ottinger isn't playing his best, but he's playing well enough. Um, so I'm going to bet the stars in regulation in this one. And, you know, either, either Forsberg and that or Talbot who gave up some really soft goals against the Kings. Um, either one is, is a good option in, in my mind. Um, I think, Coach DJ wants this to be wants the Senators team to be a really like sensible defensive team. He doesn't want them to trade goals like they were in the first period against the Kings, and and so I think um, I, I hesitate to bet the over, um, and um, I think I prefer to bet the the regulation price on the Stars instead of the team total. Yeah, and uh, of course Jason Robertson. This is a fascinating game to see what we get from him because Jason Robertson had not quite a Mitch Marner length uh, consecutive game point streak, but pretty close. Uh, he had it snapped the other night uh, at 18 game uh, point streak, got snapped the other night with a pointless uh, or a, a game without a point against the uh, or a, yeah, a game without a point against the Leafs. Of course, they get shut out. So obviously no points for uh, Jason Robertson. But of course, prior to that, you know, he had five points in, th in two games combined against Minnesota and Anaheim, uh, an incredible streak. This, you know, I think he gets back on the beam tonight. Certainly Ottawa is capable of giving up goals. Ottawa, too, just four wins on the road this year, four and seven, uh, their road record uh, coming into tonight. So probably a good night to look toward Robertson to bounce back here uh, in this game uh, from a points uh, perspective. You know, Rope hints as well for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, he's been pretty good lately, too. Three goals, six points uh, in the last three games from him. Again, every star got shut out the last game, but Hintz and Robertson, you'd think those two uh, in particular, uh, a pretty good chance of a bouncing back strong uh, offensively tonight here against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, if you want to look for some added value, Raddick Fox is up to the second line, so more opportunity for him means he's probably got the chance to uh, find the uh, back of the net. Uh, I'd never uh, talk anyone out of maybe looking at Mason Marchment. He had a goal and an assist and two points against Minnesota uh, before the 4-0 shutout loss for his Stars team against Toronto. So there's definitely some prop options to consider here for uh, this game. For Ottawa, it's been Stutzla and Giroux mostly. They've been the guys that have been really good lately for them. Pinto's gone ice cold. Uh, we got off the Pinto Express uh, weeks ago. Uh, he's kind of gone back and regressed a little bit in terms of his production. So there's some prop looks for this game tonight in this one. Andrew, uh, what do you think your final game, Ottawa-Dallas? I feel like today I'm a little bit of a broken record, but um, I like the over in this game too. Um, like we said, top, both teams top 10 in expected goals. Um, at four and both teams are bottom 10 in expected goals allowed over the past 10 games. And as for a Senators team, I, when I watch them play, I don't see what, I, what the numbers tell me. You know, they – 
the numbers say they're creating 52% of the goals, expected goals. They're creating 12-plus high-danger chances a game, and yet every time I watch them, it feels like they're coming from behind. So um, I ha- I'm having a hard time backing the Senators or this, and the Stars seems like a Panthers situation where they're just priced out of my range for them right now. I don't trust them to kind of cover this number. So I'll probably maybe play the over, but it'll be likely to be a stay away depending on how the rest of the night goes. If we see a bunch of goal scoring, I might, I might get in on a live over or something along those lines, but I just don't, I can't really get the Senators right right now. They kind of have me seeing ghosts here in shadows. So probably stay away this one for me. Yeah, it's one of those nights, uh, Zach F., every game can't go over. It feels like, yeah, I mean, there's probably one or two that might stay under, but it feels like a night where personally for me, I'd lean over in every game on this board. It's just, but some one of them, one or two of them might stay under. But uh, no, the totals reads have been good, though, for me, especially with the overs, which, you know, 90% of my totals bets at least are overs, you know. And last night we had the Buffalo over, we had the Vancouver over. Uh, those Minnesota Calgary went over the total. Those are my three strongest overs last night. And often see, I didn't love the over in the Philly game. Uh, and that one stayed under, uh, and the rest of the board too. There was a couple others that I wasn't crazy about the over and they stayed under Rangers and Vegas pushed the, uh, closing total of six, thanks to that explosion. But I didn't love the over in that game either. So, you know, usually I always fall my, I always get into this habit where when sometimes there's these cards of someone that's 98, 5% of my totals are overs when I bet. Uh, I always say when I love an o- a card and a lot of overs, I'm always worried that, hey, maybe you got to reel it back, dial it back a little bit uh, and maybe not look to them so much. But we've had a good read on them lately. So I'm uh, hoping that's the case. I would certainly lean every game over. doesn't mean I'll bet every game over tonight, but I do like uh, feels, more uh, of the uh, I keep I keep making tonight. the joke on Twitter that it feels like the pucks are a little bit juiced a lot of the baseball because it feels like <laughs> any game I'm watching, there's, you know, seven goals going in, three in the last period every game. It's uh, – it feels like a different league than I grew up watching, man. Three goals leads used to be banked and safe back in the old, you know, the early 2000s. Now, three goal lead might be the new two goal lead, the most dangerous lead in hockey. It feels like every night some teams blowing a three goal lead after the first period. Yeah, I'm going to bring up the Detroit Tampa Bay game the other night as an example, and an example as to why you really should make it a point of your betting repertoire in terms of live in game betting. Pounce on these over three and a halfs or four and a halfs when you see them. Uh, in game. I mean, it's just remarkable how, and, and sometimes when you see a game that's one nothing going into the third period, like it was for Detroit Tampa Bay the other night, you're like, okay, maybe there's just not going to be many goals in this game. Don't always chain yourself to that type of thinking. You know, open yourself up to say, you know what, one goal so far, but I can get a three and a half now uh, with this live total. That's great value. Uh, there's a good chance that, you know, Tampa down a goal is going to try to push it because they got to try to tie the game. And sure enough, we had a five-goal third period in the third period of Detroit-Tampa Bay the other night. So, uh, again, try to look for these spots, over three-and-a-half, over four-and-a-half, when it's really slow, uh, low-scoring start. Like when we're talking like one nothing after the first period, or is it the case in that Detroit-Tampa Bay game, one nothing after the second period. And if you can find over three-and-a-half, over four-and-a-half, I find it's been a gold mine to cash tickets. This year, you get those three and a half, four and a half adjusted totals. It's already good looking for the five and a half when you get it early in the game. But if you can really get a low scoring start and you get the live total dropping to three and a half, four and a half, I find those become outstanding opportunities to capitalize on. Rangers Vegas had the same pattern. Yep. Last night. Yep, exactly. Slow start. Uh, that game was uh, 
1-1, I believe, uh, last night after the uh, second period with the, the Golden Knights and the Rangers. Yeah, it was 1-1, and then you had the four-goal third period, all the goals courtesy of the Rangers, uh, but nevertheless, a four-goal third period. So a live over after the second period, perfect look. So these one nothing, 1-1 games after two periods of play, those are let, – let's keep track of this. Let's keep track of these situations where after two periods of play, there's two goals or less in the game. How often does the live over cash when you bet it for the third period? I, I think you'll find more often than not it will. Uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward for sure. Uh, great stuff from our special guests uh, here on the uh, Ice Guys for this Thursday uh, edition, Andrew and Ryan. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we appreciate you joining us and glad you uh, enjoyed being on the Ice Guys show. Took advantage uh, of the opportunity. Speaking of taking advantage of the opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity to sign up at patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month, our daily betting card posted there for the show. Uh, power ratings, totals, charts, and more. Sign up, patreon.com slash guys. All right, best bet to wrap up this uh, Thursday edition of the uh, show. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Uh, my best bet tonight is the Jets and Blues over. We kind of went over it a, a fair bit. Um, both teams are going high, highly to the over. Six of the last eight for the Jets, seven of the last eight for the Blues. And um, the Jets are a team that I'm looking to back to. So if you want to get involved in the Jets money line, I wouldn't hate that as well. Those are my two favorite plays tonight. All right, there we go. Jets Blues over. Uh, best bet for Andrew. Uh, at Takuchi Bets, I just call him Andrew Takuchi. Makes it sound like, like I said, he's Italian uh, before the uh, show started. But uh, check him out on Twitter, at Takuchi Bets. Uh, Andrew, uh, thanks for joining us. Ryan as well, uh, what do you like for uh, best bet? Well, I'm going to give out a prop, and that's uh, Dallas defenseman Miro Heiskanen, over two and a half shots at minus 115. Uh, that's a total he's hit with some regularity in recent uh, period. Uh, and also the the um, the centers have trouble defending the blue line. So Matt Roy and Mikey Anderson scored goals the other night. So I think he's going to get a, a fair amount of shots in this game. I like that. All right, excellent stuff there. Shots on goal prop. I like it. Something a little different. Miro Haskinen for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, shots on goal over two and a half uh, for Ryan with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet's been a nice run. We're starting to heat up with best bets here on the uh, show. We cashed another one with the Sabres and the Blue Jackets uh, over the uh, total uh, last night. Uh, let's see what we can find here for a uh, Thursday night. I'm going to rock with that Kings Leafs over uh, six. Uh, L.A. Toronto, I think it's a nice situation where Toronto comes back home. You could see that defense loosening up a little bit, maybe relaxing a little bit. They've really been a tight, compact five-man unit defensively all over the ice, digging in because of the injuries. But now you get T.J. Brody back. Maybe you relax a little bit. You get a little loose. I could see that. And L.A., obviously, we've talked for weeks how this team has been struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, and uh, I think the last two or three head-to-head -head meetings as well, L.A., Toronto, we've seen minimum six goals uh, in the game. So L.A., Toronto, over six, uh, my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone watching live on YouTube. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Thanks to our special guests, Andrew and Ryan, for joining us. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday 
for another edition of the Ice Guys, a rare big Friday card tomorrow on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.